English army on their horses are no match for the German panzers, but they put up a valiant fight. From the television series Greatest Events of World War II in Color, 2019. History Podcast, where we set the historical record straight, no matter who it might offend. I'm Paul, and the epigraph at the beginning of this episode comes from the 10-part series, Greatest Events of World War II in Color, which is now playing on Netflix, and which I was watching last night. When that phrase about the Polish army and their horses and the panzers came on the screen along with accompanying accompanying footage of the Polish cavalry charging across a field, it made me hit the pause button. I had to ask myself how in a series made in 2019 was such a widely debunked myth as the one that Polish cavalry charged German tanks with nothing but lances still being included in historical documentaries. I suppose they left the phrase just vague enough that it only implied such an action without directly and falsely stating that it happened. But even the implication only served to perpetuate a myth that was actually started by the Nazis. To be fair to the producers of Greatest Events of World War II in Color, they're in some pretty good company in continuing this myth. Classics about the war, from William L. Shirer's The Rise and Fall of the Third Reich, to the acclaimed series The World at War, presented as fact. It's so ingrained itself in our collective quote-unquote memory that it's now even found outside discussions about history. In 2017, financial guru and mad money host Jim Cramer used the myth as a comparison to the struggles faced by Macy's department store. Cramer stated that, quote, Macy's is like the Polish army in World War II. It tried to field cavalry against German tanks, and it did not end well. End quote. The Polish Embassy in Washington immediately responded that his comments were, quote, unnecessary, inaccurate, and insensitive. And not once in 1939 did the Polish army deploy cavalry against German tanks. This is pure Nazi and communist propaganda that continues to weave its way into Western media reports to this day. End quote. They went on to demand an apology, and rightly so. So what are the facts, and why do we still get them so wrong? Well, the facts are pretty straightforward. When Hitler's army invaded Poland on September 1st, 1939, the Polish army still contained many cavalry brigades that were in the process of being converted into motorized brigades. They were not unique in this. At the start of the war, France, The Soviet Union, Italy, Japan, Romania, and even the United States all still had cavalry units. The Poles were also not stupid enough to use those cavalry units against tanks, which would have simply been suicidal. As the Polish embassy also told Jim Cramer, the cavalry was used, quote, against infantry, artillery, supplies, and at times as a means of breaking out of encirclement, but never against tanks. So where does the myth come from? It stems from events during the Battle of Krajanti, and I'm probably mangling the Polish pronunciation of that word, an 
engagement that occurred on the first day of the invasion. A unit of Polish Lancers did indeed mount a successful cavalry charge against a German infantry battalion, but no tanks were present. The Poles were soon forced to retreat under heavy fire from machine guns mounted on German armored cars that appeared from the cover of a nearby forest. German, attack, German tanks arrived after the Polish retreat. When war correspondents were finally allowed into the area, and the journalists were all from either Germany or Italy, both Axis nations, they saw dead Polish soldiers and horses scattered among German tanks and made the totally wrong assumption that the cavalry had attacked the tanks. Nazi propaganda minister Joseph Goebbels seized on the false narrative to both play up the supposed superiority of the German army and to portray Polish officers as grossly unconcerned about the lives of their men. After the USSR seized Poland at the end of the war, Soviet leader Joseph Stalin perpetuated the myth of inferior Polish commanders ordering a suicidal assault. One of the reasons the perpetuation of this myth is infuriating to Poles is that it presents their soldiers, and thus their nation, as hopelessly backward in the face of a modern conflict. But consider for a minute that it took the Nazis five weeks to conquer Poland, which had roughly one million troops at the start of the war. Germany invaded with 1.5 million troops. By contrast, it took the Germans six weeks, or only one more week, to conquer France which had an army of 5 million and was considered the strongest in the world at the time. Poles played a significant role in the war after their nation fell to the Nazis as well. Around 100 RAF pilots during the Battle of Britain were Polish, and nearly 200,000 Polish soldiers were serving in Allied armies by 1944. And though they don't get nearly the amount of recognition that the French resistance does, the size of the resistance within Poland was said to number nearly 400,000 by the end of the war. These are the things that should be remembered about the Polish role in World War II, not the lies and propaganda of a Nazi maniac. That's our episode for today. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you're finding this podcast both informative and entertaining. If you'd like to help us keep episodes like this coming, please consider clicking on the support this podcast link in the show notes. It'll help us create more content and go a long way toward making this podcast completely ad-free. Thanks again.